0: When is you time? Because that always gets scrapped and gets forgotten. And I keep saying, if you don't look after you, you're going to struggle with the other.
1: You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. My name's Jason Hunt, and I'm here today with Carolyn. Carolyn is a former vice principal, now professional life coach. She found her path and changed her story. Now She now helps women go from stuck and overwhelmed to happy and fulfilled. Today's episode, we're talking about what's holding you back, and we're going to give you some tips on how to go from stuck to fulfilled today with Carolyn. Carolyn, thanks for joining on the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Absolutely, for sure. And uh, full transparency, me and Carolyn had a great conversation there uh, last week, and it only made sense to have her on an episode to talk about some of the things we covered in our conversation. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this episode, as you should be as well. Um, but firstly, I want to talk a little bit, Carolyn, about your journey. What led you from vice principal to life coach?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the journey. Um, just how I really got into education was I grew up in a family of educators. Honestly, I didn't really know anything else and I got into it. I was teaching. It was one of those things I enjoyed it. It was good. I knew I did a good job, but I knew this is not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I, you know, at that point, heaven forbid I think outside the box. And so I thought, well, if I'm not going to teach, I guess I'm going to be an administrator. So I took all the courses I needed. And I was 31 years old when I was a vice principal. And I got into that. And it was kind of the same thing. I was bored. And when you think of, like, what vice principal in an elementary school is bored? Like, it's crazy. It's busy. But it just, there are parts of it I loved. But there were still parts I thought, "I, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And before I really got the chance to change, I had my kids and I had twins to start with. And at the time when I was taking time off, I'm thinking, okay, come on, get your get your stuff together and figure out what you're gonna do. You got two degrees behind your name. Surely, you know, I could find something else, but raising two kids at once, a little busy. And then before I knew it, I was back for another year, got pregnant again. And so long story short, I took some time off until they were in school full-time. And again, during that time, it's just, it's busy, and and thinking of going back, it was like, it's a it's a good job, it's a secure job, it's a well-paying job, it fits well with my family, my husband travels a lot, so this works well. And of course, usually, who is it the compromises? It's usually the mom. And so I ended up going back again, and as soon as I got back, it was like, what am I doing here again? Like, I'm not happy. And a greater power took over. And I ended up suffering my third concussion. And that literally took me out of the game. So, but even within that, that's where I got really stuck. Because I was consumed with getting better. Like, who is it that's going to fix me? I didn't care. Traditional, non-traditional, thousands of dollars, whatever it took, just fixed me. So I can get back to, I was forgetting again, how I wasn't happy. But because I was thinking at the time, I'm not happy where I am because I had the headaches 24/7, the nausea, the dizziness, the overwhelm, hard to focus, all that stuff. I actually did return three different times, and as a vice principal, only lasted a few months because it just it got too much again and again. I was trying to pull off this this persona of I've got everything together, I'm okay. The teachers and staff they didn't know anything was wrong with me, and so I could go and I could suck it up. And I could fake it and I'd be a mess when I came home because I was done. This went on for seven years. And yeah, I was stuck in that. And it was never a pity party. It was never, oh, poor me. It was, I need to get back to. And after a while, it was like, okay, what am I going to do? Because like, before I know it, my kids will be moved out, they'll be gone and I need something. And so all my friends and family were like, okay, you're the resident coach and counselor. Why don't you get into that? Thank goodness I did. That was life changing for me, personally, because when I got into it, I all my training is in NLP, um, neuro linguistic programming, and through that was how I was able to deal with all my symptoms, which I was later then taught and realized I was holding on to those symptoms because they were serving a purpose. I remember when I was first told that, I was really offended, thinking. What are you trying to tell me? I'm just making this up. But no, at a subconscious level, for as long as I had those symptoms, I could not return to education. So once all that came out and was addressed, my symptoms dropped dramatically, dramatically, quickly. And so that was kind of my journey into coaching. And I'm so grateful because it turned my life around. And now I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something I'm passionate about. To me, the parts of education that I really liked, That's what I'm doing now. And then some.
1: That's amazing. And it sounds like, uh, you know, essentially you're scratching your own itch. You uncovered a problem that you were having, uh, you know, found a prescription for that issue or that problem, solved it. And now that's what you're coaching on others that are going through those same issues that you did years ago when you were making that transition. I think it's it's important because a lot of people, I think, have a very difficult time making that transition from, you know, the workforce, working their jobs, their nine to five to uh, transitioning to entrepreneurship, because it is quite a change. It's a quite a change in mindset as well as your schedule. Right. But in 2021, uh, there are a lot of issues that are affecting entrepreneurs and business leaders. And, and what are some of those factors that are contributing to them being stuck in 2021? It's,
0: it's so hard when you're working from home, and you don't have a set schedule. You know, it's not like, you know, normally, you'd go to work, and you'd work nine to five, and five o'clock comes, and you're done. And for those people working at home, again, they might struggle with this, too, because that was getting really fuzzy. But at least it was a little bit more set. As an entrepreneur, it's not as black and white. And if you are struggling during the pandemic, if you're just starting up your business, if you're, you know, you are working your tail off, you're trying to get this going. So the more you can do, then you think the better or the more successful you'll be. So it was it's it's finding time for yourself. And for a lot of entrepreneurs that gets lost. Um, for a lot of entrepreneurs who have children at home during this pandemic. That's a huge challenge. Like, I know I've got three teenagers at home and you know, the best days teens don't want to hang out with their parents all day. They got to hang out with their mom and dad for a year and a half, Mm
1: -hmm. you know?
0: And so what, what parents have to understand is in the best case scenario, your teens may not want to hang out with you all the time. Even if you have a great relationship, that's just not a cool thing to do. So as a parent, you're picking up all those vibes and you're taking them in and personalizing them, like taking them all very personal, which it often has nothing to do with you. It's just a really crappy situation that everyone's trying to make the most of. So here you've got this entrepreneur who's juggling everything work-wise and then home-wise, which is just a door away or a walk into another room away. All of a sudden they're dealing with that. And if you're not taking time for yourself, to de-stress, just to go somewhere else, then that's challenging. Like even, even the social impact, if all your days is working, 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 and then dealing with children who may not be too happy to see you all the time, if you don't have another outlet, that's tough.
1: We actually talked a bit about, uh, on a recent episode with Jackie Lebeau, we talked about, um, taking a break, uh, to separate that work life transition, getting home, taking 15 minutes, or even just at the office before you go home. Or when you, if you had a home office, taking 15 minutes before going into the living room with the kids to kind of digest and make that transition from work mom to home mom or work dad to home dad. And it's so important to have that sort of a transition. Um, now, in, in terms of the, the entrepreneurs that, that you might work with, um, what are some of the ways that you're helping them overcome some of these issues or challenges that they're facing in specifically with the work-life balance?
0: So coming up with a really clear schedule, and some people really need that. Like, let's look, block out your time. So when are you working with clients? When are you working or doing social media? When, when is you time? Because that always gets scrapped and gets forgotten. And I keep saying, if you don't look after you, you're going to struggle with the other. And so, and not just, what are you doing for you time? Like, what specifically are you doing? Because people often think, okay, yeah, this hour will be for me. Well, unless you block it in with something specific, it'll be, oh, we ended up doing the dishes. You know, I ended up putting some laundry on. Well, that's not you time. So it's finding, really finding things that will help them physically and mentally and being really clear that that time for them has to be clearly laid out. So again, just having a really clear schedule so that they know and having quality time, Um, having quality time for their kids. So again, it isn't, well, we're cleaning the house now. Okay, well, but what are you doing? You know, what are you doing for fun? You know, that's that's one of the most challenging questions my clients have had when I say to them, what do you do for fun and they look like this blank on their face because we've lived the last year and a half of pretty hard to find fun things to do so yeah it's it's really probing and digging and making them commit to those things because that's what keeps their sanity and and the stronger they are mentally the more successful they'll be in their business
1: Speaking of drawing blanks, I'm sure a lot of people out there, entrepreneurs, they actually, they have trouble identifying those negative patterns and roadblocks. And sometimes they don't even know a problem does exist when it exists. So how can they identify those roadblocks that are causing them to be stuck in the first place?
0: Good question. So one of the things that I do with my clients is we look at what's called six basic human needs. Now, as I describe it, The first four, every human being on this planet will fulfill these needs, but it's whether they're being fulfilled in a positive way or a negative way. So the first one is for certainty. We all need to know that there are things we can count on, tangible or intangible. So you've got a home to come home to, food in the fridge, people you know you can count on, all of that. And for some people during this pandemic, certainty has been immense. And for some people, certainty has hardly been there at all. So you have within this situation, people who are on opposite sides of, of where they are with that. The second one is for variety. And, you know, if, if, if there's too much certainty, we're bored. And, you know, I describe and mentioned to you that I've, I've got a client of mine who kind of really solid head on her shoulder. But when she came to me, she was so bored with COVID, like within COVID, that her variety was in drama in, in and all, all these little things that were going on in her life. And I would never describe her as a drama queen, but that's what she was doing. And again, not intentionally. This was at a subconscious level that she was doing this, creating all this drama in her life because she didn't have any variety. So because she's fulfilling it in a negative way, we then have to flip it. And we have to look at okay, so instead of it's not about breaking a bad habit. It's about how can we fulfill this in a positive way? Because if she's fulfilling that need for variety in a positive way, she doesn't need the other. And it just kind of is
1: out that's a great point you see that all the time Uh, people get stuck in these in these ruts and they just seek out things that are going to give them a quick dopamine hit and and a lot of times it's negative whether it's gossiping or drama or this and that you see that happening more than ever when people are locked down stuck in their houses seeking for this sort of entertainment you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you see it all the time variety is such an important one
0: and you you see it on social media when people are Mm. being so critical and negative to people and it's just Okay, let's just spice this up or let's, Mm -hmm. or some people who don't participate in that, but read it because, oh, this is kind of interesting. No, let's see what they have to say. You know, so you just kind of get sucked into different things. The third one is for significance. Not about ego. We all need to feel important, that we're worthy, that we matter. And so I often describe within a marriage, if one of the partners doesn't feel significant, they may go elsewhere to find that significance, whether it's through an affair, physical, emotional, however, maybe that's how they become more of a workaholic because they feel very significant at work and they don't feel significant at home. So again, it's about if that's how you're feeling, how can you feel significant in another way, that's in a positive way, that's a more meaningful way.
1: If there's one thing I swear by, it's this. To be as effective as you possibly can be, you gotta focus on one thing, just the one thing. This is why I merged my social media agency with an SEO company so we could become more versatile in the digital marketing space. If you're in the business and you're dealing with multiple contacts for all of your digital assets and taking up a whole ton of your time, that doesn't need to happen. Contact Merged Media and we'll set up a call and see if there's a fit or go on over to merged.ca m-e-r-g-e-d.ca
0: the fourth one is for love and connection this is where you know we all strive for love a lot of people only get to connection and one of the ways i describe this too is within a marriage if you've had children often the focus has been shifted to the children the whole time. It's funny. I don't know about you, Jason, but for me, when I was growing up, it was very clear my parents came first. The kids came after. You know, that was the priority. Years and years, my parents would go away on a vacation together, just the two of them. Leave the four of us. There were four of us. Leave the four of us at home with grandma. And I remember the kid thinking, we're getting ripped off here. But now as an adult, as a parent, I'm like, okay, they, they were getting something right there. and But it seems like our generation, it's flipped. And now it's like, oh, we have got to put the kids first. You've got to put the kids first. Well, now what I'm seeing is I'm seeing, I get a lot of women come to me and say, you know what, Carolyn? I love my husband, but there's no connection. Like, it's like I'm living with a roommate. There's nothing mm. there. I'm not looking to get divorced, but it's got to get better than this. And so because what's happened is as they've been raising children, they've put all their focus on their kids Mm. and not on their marriage and certainly not on themselves. So that when you get to that point, when the kids are getting older and they don't need you as much, all of a sudden it's like, who are you? Like you totally lost that.
1: You know, I, I have, it's interesting because I've had this discussion with, with friends as well. And it's, it seems like this, like my parents were very much, I grew up in a house where it seemed as though the the kids always came first. The kids are always number one priority. And that moment, my sister and me had the opportunity to leave home, to go to school. We hopped on that opportunity real quick. I went to Nova Scotia. She went to Georgia and then I went to Japan. And it was just like, we tried to get as far away from not, not, not consciously not intentionally doing it but naturally we just went that way where i've had friends who my wife included much like yourself carolyn that that had parents that would go on vacations leave the kids at home to figure out their thing they put them themselves in the relationship first and what's funny is they actually stayed living at home longer than those uh people that had parents that put the children first so it's funny you know if you want your kids Mm -hmm. to go then maybe you should just Grow them up that way, right? Breed them that yeah. way to be comfortable, you know, with, yeah. with with being at home. But anyway, that's uh, that's a very interesting point.
0: But it's true, and I, you know, I often ask my clients. So, if you were to put people in order in your household of like priorities, um, looking at your children, grouping them together, you know, your spouse and yourself, what would the order be? And it's always the same: it's the kids, mm. spouse, them. And I keep mm-hmm. saying. It really should be the opposite. It mm. should be you, your spouse, your kids. Because for as long as you, you've got to make sure that you're nurturing a good relationship because that's the role model. So if you're living in a loveless marriage, that is the role model that your children will see. And it's that the type of relationship that you want them in down the road.
1: It's, it's interesting on the topic of entrepreneurship as well, because a lot of entrepreneurs look at their business as another child as well. And it's and I think this same type of uh, what we're saying here, the same point does apply to that work life balance as well as you you can't just allocate all your time to your business. You have to allocate it to your significant other, even putting your significant other before the business. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: No, for sure. For sure. So then the uh, the fifth one is growth. And, you know, they say if you aren't growing, whether it's intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, you become really stagnant. And, you know, I know here's a prime example. After what I went through and when I was really stuck in recovering from my concussions, when I look at these six basic human needs, I look at variety. I had zero variety going on, except for going to doctor's appointments and all of this, which that was really exciting. But that was my variety. And the other one was growth. I wasn't growing at all. And so it wasn't until I got into coaching that all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is awesome. Endless growth. Like, mm. Yes. It was just like, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn this and I'll take this course and that course. And, and all of a sudden, like it just lit me up. And so that's, you know, for a lot of people who are feeling really stuck, think about other ways that you can learn different things. Even if it's not about your work, if it's just something that you want to learn personally, like that's a great opportunity. And And that's one way that COVID has made it a little easier because there's been so much more online, so much more that you can just dabble and try without having a major commitment. So if you're not sure what you really want to get into and learn, you can get online and just check out a few things just to see. And then the last one is contribution. And this is, you know, whether you're contributing not just within your family, but within your community, society, you know, country, world, however you're contributing. And again, for people who get really stuck and especially get very negative and sucked in with their issues, if you start to look outside of yourself and start to volunteer somewhere to help out with somebody, all of a sudden the focus shifts from yourself and your problem to helping someone else. So all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're making someone else feel better, and that will also make you feel better. So it kind of shifts and gives you a little perspective. So that's often really helpful just to kind of get out of that feeling of being stuck.
1: Yeah, going from, I mean, growth, you could call it selfishly growing, caring about your own self growth, to being selfless to the contribution side of it, right? Giving back. Exactly. Right. That's great. So in terms of, um, the way you would work with, um, your clients, Carolyn, how, I mean, obviously you expand on these six points that we talked about today. Um, what's the expectation that, that a client would have when they, when they come, do you work with them in in different sessions on each of these points? How does that work?
0: So I have a four month program and 12 one-on-one sessions. They're all private. I don't do group work. And So we do a deep dive into these and we really look at it. And the funny thing is too, is that sometimes people don't even recognize where they're at in these. It takes somebody to to kind of look at from the outside Mm. to see what's going in or what's going on. So we'll spend a few sessions on this. Um, I do timeline therapy with my clients as well. That's what made a huge difference for me. So for example, Um, timeline therapy is part of NLP and what happens is if you're looking at your conscious mind, your subconscious mind and your conscious mind, you know, is what you're using all the time. Your subconscious, it keeps all your memories. So everything, you know, you remember, and then even things you don't realize that you remember, they're all in there, but not only are they in there, all the charged emotions that are attached to them, they're in there as well. Your subconscious won't let go of that until you acknowledge the learning, and so that's what we do in timeline therapy. And we we address the um, negative emotions of your hurt, fear, anger, sadness, guilt, and shame.
1: Can you give a Can you give a tangible example of that in action?
0: Okay, so as an outcome. So here, let me give you see this is what you want. So for example, another one of my clients, after we did timeline therapy, she, she came back to me and said, Carolyn, what did you do? <laughs> you totally changed me. And I'm like, okay, tell me more. And she's like, I used to be a yeller and screamer. I mean, she was living with her adult daughter and mm. they would just, you know, clash in. And she said, even my daughter is like, you've totally changed because she said, I don't yell and scream anymore. And I said, okay, that's awesome. I said, I'll explain why. Basically, think of your emotions in a cup. And I said, When you came to me, your emotions are right to the top. So anything that would happen, anything that would come into that cup, boom, you'd explode, you'd react, you'd yell, you'd scream, whatever. I said in timeline therapy, we dumped all of that. Mm. So now mm. something happens, it goes in the cup and you're like, uh, ah, okay, you so deal with it. But it's not that big explosive. So that's, it,
1: that's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's a great example. Um, I love examples. And uh, yeah, I definitely can understand that it's, it's emptying the entire cup that's just or the firework, whatever you want to call it, that's going to cause you to yeah. explode and just yeah. releasing. I love that. I think yeah. that's great. Um, So what are some exercises that people that that can help people move forward, feel happier, and more productive? Maybe you can give an example of an exercise that that people can do themselves at home.
0: Okay. So if you want to change your mood like that right away, we're all in control of that. And that's what people often think. Well, no, it's because of this happened and that happened. No, 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 no. Everyone can control their mood. So here's three ways you can control your mood. The first one is through your physiology. So if you were to think, what does a depressed person look like? You know, you'd probably think, head down, shoulders slumped, you know, probably sitting down, not smiling, shallow breathing, all those things. If you're going to think, what does a strong, confident person look like? You probably think head up, shoulders back, smiling, you know, deep breaths and all that. If you are doing that, if you're standing up tall, shoulders back, you know, smiling, it's hard to feel depressed. Mm. Just like if you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, this day ever going to end and all this. It's hard to feel strong and a So the first thing is I would tell my clients is look at how you're sitting or standing. Look at your posture. Get up and move. You know, smile. Head back. Or, you know, up. You know, yeah, chin up, shoulders back. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're sitting on the couch and you're slumped over and you're tired and you don't feel like doing anything and you don't move, chances are not going to change. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to feel that way. So I always say the first thing is your physiology. The second is your language. So the words actually, not just coming out of your mouth, but the words in your mind, right? We call it mind chatter. We all do it. Some people aren't even aware that they do it, but it's this constant conversation in your mind. So what's the language that you're using? Is it, oh, I got to go to work today. I don't want to do it. Oh, I look fat. What am I going to wear? Like, Is it all this negative, negative, negative? Or can you turn it around? So just to be aware of what's going on. Listen to yourself when you're talking to people. You know, again, is it looking at all the negative, Or can you look at the positive? So the language that's coming out. The third thing is the meaning. The meaning you put behind something. So, for example, look at my story. Okay, seven years, crap. Like, you know, it's pretty bad, those seven years. Now I can look back and think, thank God. Because if that hadn't happened, I'd probably be in school, miserable, stressed out, burned out at this point, instead of being really happy and fulfilled with what I'm doing. So it's, it's taking a situation and looking at it a different way. I'll give you another example. My husband, he works in television sports. COVID happened, boom, he was done. He was unemployed for most of the year, never been unemployed in his life. And he was just, I was kind of concerned thinking, oh, how's this going to go? And because my boys, my twins are in grade 12, he thought, okay, what a great time to bond with them. So instead of it being poor me, I'm not working, what am I going to do? He spent a lot of time with, with his boys and bonding before they go off to university. So it's taking whatever situation you're in, can we turn this around? Can we make this work for us? You know, what can we learn from this and move forward? So, those three things, the physiology, language, and meaning.
1: Carolyn, this has been amazing. I've gotten a ton of value from this episode, mm-hmm. uh, as well as our audience. Uh, what's the best way our audience can get in touch with you if they have any questions?
0: They um, can go to my website dot uh, rustinlifecoaching.com, R U S I N,
1: life coaching,
0: so, sorry, life coaching services.com, or they can email me at info at dot com. Well, they can, awesome. I guess they can call me also at 905-505-0851.
1: Awesome. Carolyn, thank you so much uh, for joining today. And uh, we end every episode with the same question. And that question is this. If you were to choose one person, dead or alive, to represent your brand, who would it be and why?
0: I guess I would say Brene Brown. Okay. Um I don't know if you know her or not, but she she is very inspiring. She is she's a speaker, and um, I find that she's very down to earth and very smart. She talks a lot about vulnerability and resiliency, and I just find her very inspiring.
1: What's her, how do you how do you spell that name?
0: Uh, B R E N E Brown.
1: Brown got it got it and Brené Brown does have a Wikipedia page (laughs) in case anybody wants to do some research on that awesome Carolyn that's great it's the first person that has nominated Brené Brown with that uh, answer so there you go and uh, thanks again Carolyn I appreciate your time
0: thank you so much for having me
1: there you go Carolyn and uh, if anybody has any questions you know how to get in touch with her Great episode, uh, very tactical episode in terms of uh, implementing some of those easy ways to go from, go to get unstuck. And, uh, you know, obviously those points can be expanded on if you want to contact Carolyn about that. Um, you know, even just for myself, I mean... Going through the pandemic and and uh, the the obviously the, the roller coaster of a ride that a lot of people have been dealing with, making that transition from being in the office to going back home to coming back to the office, um, you know, a lot of people, including myself, have had a lot of time to you know look back at themselves and and the actions that they're taking in their business and home life, and really grabbing a microscope and and looking at it. And I think with these six tips we talked about today, you can really sort of Dissect it even better, even further, or maybe unlock certain chambers in your brain that can really bring things to the surface to ensure that you're happier, not just happier, but more productive as well. And I think that just shone a little bit of spotlight on on what, uh, what we can really go down when you go into these six steps um, with Carolyn. So um, if you have any questions, get in touch with her. Don't forget to give five stars to the Merged Marketing Podcast and subscribe on your go to podcast platform. Thank you so much for listening. Don't settle for good. Be great. We'll see you soon.